Today on Learn Me Something. Biosphere 2 versus Cowboy Bob. Josiah. Hey. Uh, this is crazy. We're looking at each other face to face. Wow. We, you know, it's kind of funny we're in the same room, but we're like <laughs> 10 feet apart. <laughs> it's kind of a weird <laughs> we're setup. We're like sort of far apart. But yeah, this is our not our first time recording in person because our first two episodes we, yeah. did, we did in person. Because you came down to Texas yeah. so you could go to a John Mayer concert. Yeah. And um, we did it at my kitchen table with our uh, phones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but now this is the start of not having to deal with Mm. FaceTime and all that, so that's super exciting. Can you feel the lack of lag and the increase in quality of communication? Oh, I love it so much. Mm. Analog, yeah, that's nice. The biggest thing that bothered me was we would always FaceTime, and sometimes it'll like automatically mute the other person if you're talking. So sometimes we would both be talking for like 10 or 15 seconds before we realized that the other person was also talking. And there's just like always a lag no matter what. And so just always a little bit off. Uh, but we're here None now. None of that anymore. Yeah. And uh, have I ever told you about my Hallmark idea? Uh-uh. Okay. This is super random, but I was thinking about it on the way over. Okay. I had an idea to make a Hallmark channel, but... Make it with one L, so it's Hallmark, but spelled slightly different. Hallmark. Hallmark. Yeah, but then every movie, you make the same exact type of movies, but every single movie and show has like a bad, sad ending. And so people would hit the Hallmark channel all the time <laughs> thinking it was the good one, but then in the end, <laughs> no one gets the girl. Okay, so like the the... Taking out the L is so you don't get sued. Exactly. So it's like your own brand. Gotcha. But it's close enough that it would trick right. people into right. thinking. You just make like a big L. And the yeah, the entire movie would be exactly the same feel. And it would go, you know how every Hallmark has its angsty moment yeah. before no. it gets better? I've never watched a Hallmark movie. Sure. <laughs> it would just end in the angsty moment. So it would okay. be like, he broke up with me. Or, uh, she decided to move back to New York to pursue her writer's dream. And the roll credits. Yep. So you don't you don't have to do any filming or anything, you just uh, take their movies <laughs> and cut it. Cut it. <laughs> anyway, I, th- right. I thought that that was uh, learn me something quality material. I would enjoy that more than a real Hallmark movie. I think. Think about the hilarious outrage. It would be like the <laughs> it'd be like the Onion of Hallmark. <laughs> Loosely, I guess maybe not. That doesn't make sense. Some maybe the Weird Al. Yeah, there you go. That's not, my dream. Not weird. I want to be the weird Al of Hallmark. Okay. <laughs> that, that's a good dream. Shoot for the stars. That's what I say. Josiah, this is episode 19. Episode 19. How are you feeling? Uh, very good. Yeah. Uh, if, you're, if you're new here, this is a competitive teaching podcast where we each teach each other a topic, different topic each week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have the listeners decide who wins and who loses based on how well we did or how much, how good the topic is, basically. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and we have the uh, loser do a punishment. Yes. And this is my third punishment in a, yes. in a row. I totally forgot we were even going to talk about this. I, <laughs> in between this episode and the last episode, I moved from Texas to Montana, and that's why we're able to be in the same room again. But tell me about the punishment. Yeah. I totally forgot. Okay, so the, it, I had to 
uh, blast the AC in my car for three days. <laughs> and uh, luckily, it, it heated up a little bit. And by heated up, I mean it was not in the negatives. It like was hovering right around freezing the, the time that I did it. Yeah. Um, and it was not too bad. You just kind of bear it. <laughs> Deal <and> with it. <laughs> get to where you're going and then warm up there. But, yeah, so I didn't have to drive anywhere that took super long, except for there was one night where <laughs> I was going to Chick-fil-A, but I ran out of gas. <gasps> and I <laughs> What a twist. <laughs> so, thankfully, I... Uh, I was close enough where I could, I, I uh, cranked the steering wheel because the power, power steering was off. I cranked it and was like psyching myself up. I was like, come on, we can do it. Come on, let's go. <laughs> and then I pulled in to a parking spot mm. to the Verizon next door. And I was like, okay, there's a gas station like a block away. Mm-hmm. Let's go walk and buy some gas. Nice. And uh, it didn't seem too cold out, mostly because I... Uh, I got to be honest. I had turned the AC off for a reason I think is okay. Okay. I was driving a kid to Chick-fil-A, and it was his birthday. Oh. (laughs) I didn't want to, like, blast AC in his face. Yeah. (laughs) I'll give you an out. You can't be mean to the birthday boy. Right. So so, uh, he just just headed over to (laughs) Chick-fil-A, just hop hop and skip. And then I... uh, so I I went to the gas station. It was it was twenty degrees. So it was pretty cold. That, that's a chilly. And uh, yeah. I was walking over there. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to blast the AC on the way home. <laughs> and uh, so I I went in, got got a little container, filled it up, put a gallon in my car, drove to the gas station, filled up. And by the time I was all filled up, ready to go home, my hands were like about numb. And I was like, yes, yes. In yes. that moment, I was like, I can't do this. I'll just restart tomorrow. <gasps> But I didn't. Yes. I, I was like, I'll just I'll just bear it. This is why it's a punishment. I gotta do better next time. And so I just <laughs> I just put my hands on the top of the steering wheel and pointed Holy the cow. pointed the vents down to my legs and just kinda <sighs> way to adapt. Drove <laughs> drove on home. Way to persevere too. <laughs> so yeah. Other than that, it wasn't super bad. It was just like super annoying. Uh that's a really inconvenient time for that to happen on a really specific punishment. Like <laughs> no. for both of those things to line up. <laughs> yeah, at least I didn't have to like go on a road trip or something. Yeah. Yeah. Was I traveling during that punishment? No. Cause we were- No, you were here by then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That would have been really sad <laughs> to have to drive yeah, what, whatever it, it was cold. 1,800 miles. Yeah, and it was cold. It's not like it is normally warmer in the south it's like cold everywhere at that point but yeah so anyway well nice. i uh i'm looking forward to trying to not lose this time so i don't have to do a yeah. stupid thing again and let the record show no one has ever won more than three episodes i say in no row. one it's just you and me yeah neither of us have ever won more than three episodes in a row and uh so i'm looking forward to breaking that streak this episode okay. hitting okay. a fourth win in a good. row good Bring it. Um, speaking of uh, nothing, I had no good way to say. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of what I want to say next, okay, um, you're repping some Learn Me Something merch I today. Am. I'm wearing the uh, ball and with Kim Jong Un shirt. It's Man. based on the first episode, uh, so it's a picture of 
Kim Jong Un like in a Michael Jordan pose about to dunk. And yes. Then it says uh, learn me something in Korean, Ugh. or what Google Translate says is learn me <laughs> something in Korean, which is probably even better. <laughs> uh, and then uh, yeah, it I, looks fantastic. I enjoy it. Yeah, you can uh, you can find it in. Uh, we'll link it below, and uh, you can find it in the links in our social medias everywhere. Yes. Um. Yeah. You can also get stickers or hoodies. We or... had two two hoodies were purchased. Yeah. <laughs> just this week, which. <laughs> so one of them, one of them is a hoodie that says a hoodie, <laughs> a hoodie that says Huga. Uh, now you can see why that sentence mixed up. Um, gotcha. Yeah, I think I did that last night. Actually, a hoodie, a hoodie Huga. Uh, but so I get that one. <laughs> the other one was a hoodie that just has a pigeon on it from the pigeon episode, and uh, I support that. I support that person, and I just think that's. Really, really funny. It's that so some... it's just a dorky looking pigeon wearing a <laughs> lab coat and like holding a beaker. <laughs> Someone saw that and said, "I need that on a sweatshirt." I need, I need to promote that. <laughs> Whoever you guys are, though, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, that's super cool. That made our whole weekend. We yeah. were laughing about that yesterday. That's gonna be cool. This is gonna be like the first time I'll be able to see my merch out in the world. Yeah, I would assume. Um, and if you can't somewhere here, but. Yeah, and we, they sell all sorts of things. I would encourage you to all who are listening, if you can't afford or if you don't want to swing for something like a t-shirt or a sweatshirt, definitely go on and buy some stickers. I just bought five of them for like under $10, I think. So you yeah. can get those and uh, slap one on a water bottle or a guitar case, wherever you put them, and then give the rest out. That would be a very helpful way to promote our little shindig we've got going on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I uh, I don't want to push merch too hard, but definitely, definitely buy a lot of it. <laughs> or else. Or else. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna play a game to decide who goes first. Yes. Who presents the topic first? So uh, today we are going to play a little game of Donkey Kong Country, Ugh. which is a Super Nintendo game. <laughs> uh, we're gonna play it on my Switch. So. Uh, Let's flip the mics around here, or I'll flip mine around, and then uh, we'll, yeah, we'll. Yeah, I'll just stand right here. Okay, cool. Um, let the record show we are, we are, we're going mobile. We've never tested out and played a game in the same room before, so this will be pretty interesting. Also, we don't know how to play this game. No. Um, I will say I had it on my Game Boy Advance <laughs> when I was like eight years old, but it's been a bit since then. Oh, there's two of us. Oh, hello. Where did... What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> to keep you guys informed, Josiah now has nine bananas, and I don't know what that means. Oh, you've got a little Diddy Kong hanging you? out with you now. Is that not you? No, it's uh, your little helper, I guess. We should have done like a trial run of this game <laughs> before we hit record. That's what editing is for. Shoot. Okay, this is really confusing. And this game is really random. So for all of those who can't watch what we're doing, which is literally everybody. I think everybody, that's everybody, yeah. Um, Josiah is now riding a rhino and just spelled the word Kong with banana letters, I think. Yeah. So. And uh, out the door I go. Oh, did you just... Okay. That's well, it. That, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> that was the weirdest game ever. <laughs> Josiah rode a rhino all the way to victory. All the way to the finish line. 
goodness. Okay, Josiah, let's reset to our little station here. I think I will be playing that game more often. Uh, it's kind yeah, of fun. Pretty fun. <laughs> I enjoy it. Okay, well, you right. won, so who's going first? Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to go first. Okay, take it. Take it away. Okay. Um, so, there's a facility in the Arizona desert made of domes and glass pyramids that the Time Magazine... Wait, not the... That Time Magazine once <laughs> called Noah's Ark, the sequel. Um, and then Ooh. later, but later in 1999, Time also included it in the 100 Worst Ideas of the Century. <laughs> so so you, they, they backpedaled a bit. You can see there's a, a change in, uh, in their perspective. So I just want to know, Time, what is the truth? <laughs> time, if you're watching this or listening, if you're watching this, definitely stop. That's creepy. Give us a five-star review and let us know if it's Noah's Ark or... The worst idea of the century. Yep, 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 um, yep, so yep. let's let's dig a little little bit deeper. Uh, my topic today is something called Biosphere Two. Mm. You ever heard of this? Uh, no, but okay. it sounds like a sci-fi adventure series that okay. I would watch. Ooh, yeah. There's actually a a movie that was filmed there, but that'll make sense later, I think. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so there were some great things about Biosphere Two, but there was also a lot of huge failures. So we're going to kind of look at a little bit of both. And a little bit of what what went went wrong. So, um, let's let's look at how it got started. The founders, uh, there's two guys. One one was named John Allen. He was an engineer. Who just to give you some idea of what he was like, he's he was a metalist, metallurgist, mm, like Scooby Doo. Yeah, he's always meddling <laughs> and stuff. That so, was a bad joke. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> So he uh, he started a commune in Santa Fe after doing this this teaching around the world. Um, it was called Synergia Ranch, mm. and uh, so it was kind of a place that was like focused on uh, the environment and and just big ideas and big questions. And it was all kind of nice. I guess what a commune is is people living together in one place. So it's like a think tank that you also live at. I suppose, yeah. Okay, and so. Ed Bass was a guy who who found this place and started would go there every once in a while and became friends with John Allen. He was a billionaire oil tycoon heir who <laughs> also shared a, a passion for the environment and thinking big. So Allen and his followers. Oh wait, this is just something I, I found about them, uh-huh. just to like the type of stuff that they were doing before they started Biosphere Two. This is kind of cool because you don't even know what Biosphere Two is yet. Yeah, um, they. They drove an old school bus to Berkeley, California, where they built an 82-foot sailboat. None of them had ever built even a rowboat. <laughs> and in 75, they began sailing it around the world. They took her up the Amazon River, dove coral reefs in the tropics, sailed her to Antarctica to do research on whales. Whoa. And then at one point, they uh, acquired a huge cattle ranch in Australia, started a sustainable forest in Puerto Rico, <laughs> Built a hotel and cultural center in Kathmandu, and then other things, s- similar things in other countries around the world. So basically, rich people can do a lot of yeah. whatever they if, want. If you find a guy who's got lots of money, you can do <laughs> lots of fun things like that. Um, so they're, they, after all this, they became fascinated by this idea mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about creating a prototype Mars colony on Earth. So this is where Biosphere 2 comes in. Okay. 
they created it to test what what they could learn, just see what they could learn about living in a closed system, closed environment. Sure, so everything in the system is uh, recycled and reused, and it's hmm. all contained within itself. Um, so they built it in, from 1987 to 1991. So it took four years. Um, it was about 3.14 acres, pi acres, and in it. They they've included five biomes: a a rainforest, a desert, a uh, uh, what's what is that? <laughs> what's the thing called? Uh, shoot, rainforest, I'll remember it. Desert. Uh, uh, a marsh, mangrove, a, a mangrove. Mangrove. I would have not. <laughs> I would have not guessed that word. Well, I gave you I gave you a lot of clues. I don't know how you did didn't. Uh, so uh, they had a rainforest, a desert, a mangrove marsh. Uh, an ocean and a savanna, all within this. And then they also had like a living area for people to stay at, and then a big uh, agriculture area for farming. Okay. And uh, so they can grow their own food and and raise their little animals and stuff. <laughs> um, so below it, they had a what's called a technosphere, which is all the piping and everything that mm. uh, control the heating and. Yep. It was super high tech. Daft Punk also hung out there. Probably in the technosphere. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> rest in peace rest in peace uh and it was it was powered by on-site natural gas and generators mm-hmm. and then one other thing that i think is super cool about it was they had these two lungs <gasps> so there are these think of these big cylinders okay um that you can go inside it's got for the ceiling it's like a big metal circular plate okay held suspended to the walls held up by like a rubber tarp that's kind of stretchy a little bit. Okay. Can you picture it? Yeah. So a like a, a cup with like a, a latex sheet on top of it with a like a heavy disc in the middle. So it's kind of weighing way down in the middle. Um, so the purpose of that was to regulate the air pressure within the uh, within biosphere two uh-huh. because it was so tightly sealed and they wanted everything to be closed. Mm. Uh if they didn't have the lungs, the air pr- it, it gets heated up inside biosphere, and then when when it gets heated up, the air expands. Right. And so, if you don't have some way to regulate that, the like glass could explode, shatter. So they. Or made- if it gets hotter outside, you can parts of it can like implode. Whoa. Yeah. So they had this like forty thousand pound <laughs> two of these forty thousand pound devices that just hang there. And it raises uh, when it, it tries to match the, the pressure outside of the biosphere. Uh-huh. So just super fascinating. Yeah, um, that's really neat. Something I had never thought about. Because like our homes, are you don't seal them off. And they're not per- like as well sealed as this anyway. So their pressure is not <laughs> a thing you have to deal with. Because you like open doors and stuff. Yeah. But um, so just a lot of... Little cool technology like that that they had to I love it. I love it. to create this big closed system. So um, it was closed enough. They had a steel liner on the bottom, and then they brought in all the soil and plants and and, and water for the ocean. And it leaked less than the retired space shuttle leaked that much oxygen. So it, it was it was pretty efficient. Very sealed. Yeah. Nice. So. Um, it originally was estimated to cost 
$30 million, but it ended up costing $200 million. Chump so change. Big investment for Mr. Bass. And John Allen had and like $30,000 maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he did his own thing or he kind of just found people to finance his stuff. I don't know. Um, so let's talk about the first mission. There's two missions. The first one was kind of the big publicized one uh-huh. and the one that had some issues. So there's a crew of eight people, four men, four women, and the goal was to to be in there for two years, completely Whoa. self-sustained. Nobody goes in or out. Nothing comes in or out. That's an intense first mission. I know. Isn't that weird? Why not like, okay, let's try it for a week or a month even. I, well, I feel like I read they did tests. They did like a seven-week test. But not like an official. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. So, okay. So, so this they, is big first like first big mission. Right, right. And with plans of just continually having people in there yeah. every, I don't know, couple of years or whatever. Could you imagine signing up for that? Yes, I'll, I'll go to this little tube on Earth for two years. Yeah, yeah. And just stay with the same seven other people. I don't know if that's for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's for anybody, really, <laughs> so, as you'll see. But Oh, yes. Um, Wait, is there going to be some psychological trauma? Uh, a little bit, a okay, little good. bit, but I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, twelve days in, the woman who was in charge of the farm was cleaning out a rice hulling machine. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but she chopped off the top part of one of her fingers. <gasps> and the, that's not good. That was, this is like less than two weeks in, <laughs> and the the doctor, one of the people in there, was a doctor. Right. So he sewed it on and uh, feeling pretty good about himself. But he said, "This is this." Might need to be treated better. It might just shrivel up and fall off. But so uh, you might need to go get med- medical help. So she actually left. She left the. T- okay, so they let her leave. They didn't like trap her in there. Twelve days in, which it it was said in the rules beforehand that in the case of medical emergencies, that's okay. Okay, good. Uh, that's a decent rule. Yeah, yeah. But she came back with a couple circuit boards and a planting plan, which I don't know what that is. That's just a. Plan for planting, I would assume. <laughs> I started explaining and then quickly realized that I, too, don't yeah, know I what don't a know. planting plan is. <laughs> uh, so that's the, this was like hyped up really big. Uh-huh. I'm sure there's some people listening that like remember this. Uh, yeah, in the early 90s. So it was, it was super hyped up, and a lot of people were super excited about this, uh-huh. know, saying this is like one of the next big things. Like this is a lot. We're going to learn a lot. It's yep. like a, just a first step in going to Mars and, and all that. So after somebody left within two weeks, the public started to squint their eyes a little bit and be like, hey. Wait a second. Why does she have one less finger than she should? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of the beginning of when people were like, is this just a stunt or is it like actual real science? Is this real life or is it just fantasy? Exactly. Yep. Um, so 24 hours in... This is, I can backtrack a little bit. Okay. CO2 levels began to rise. And within the first few months, biospherians, that's what they called themselves. I love that. Uh, we're running out of breath walking up the stairs. Did they not have a CO, like a way to filter that out, right? No, they did. They they had planned for all this and everything. Okay. But, so this, they didn't know what was happening. I was going to say, if they thought of giant lungs for <laughs> air pressure, but didn't think of CO2, that would yeah. be... And, and there, there are, uh, there were 38,000... 
no, no, 3,800 <laughs> uh, different species of plants and animals in there. Okay. Um, so lots of plants producing oxygen. And, yeah, and they had ways of controlling, regulating all this stuff. But, um, yeah, some of them even developed sleep apnea Whoa. pretty qu- quickly within this. And so over the first 16 months, not only CO2 began to rise, but oxygen decreased from 21% to 14%. Oh, that's a which, lot. Which is uh, similar to what you would experience at 17,000 feet. Yeah, that's, that's, that stinks. So it's, the, it's problematic. <laughs> those people. And uh, yeah, so they're just really trying to, they, they had all these theories. They were trying to like, uh, I read they would harvest these plants and then store them in the, the uh, technosphere uh-huh. and, and do all these things to try and keep the CO2 down. And then they didn't know. What was happening with the oxygen? Huh. So, I guess that's a, a good purpose for trying that on Earth first. Yeah, yeah. Because then they could fix it before they exactly. go to Mars. So they're yeah. kind of accomplishing their purpose. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So uh, John Allen consulted with a geochemist and one who one article describes as an elfish presence with a dried apple doll face. <laughs> and I was just reading about this. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> like, it doesn't... Use that kind of language why, anywhere why, else before that. Why is that necessary? I don't know. The writer must have had a personal beef with this I know, guy. It was I like, know. all right, let's... Uh... Stupid, dumb <laughs> scientist. That's really So funny. they hired this guy to uh, find out what's going on. And he discovered that the culprit was bacteria in the soil that was also respirating. Oh. So the soil that they brought in had all sorts of bacteria that was um, taking the oxygen... Letting out CO2. Right. Uh, so that's one reason. And a year and a half into the project, CO2 levels were 12 times higher than outside. And yeah, like I said, O2 was, was super low. And they, yeah, they also found out that the oxygen was absorbed into the concrete because they didn't let it set for long enough. Oh. And for some reason, it, there's some chemical reaction that happens where... Uh, Oxygen gets absorbed and creates some other chemical or something. So <laughs> that's crazy. So they, fig- they figured it out, but there was so little, they actually had to pump in 25 tons of liquid oxygen. Okay, so they had to cheat. Yeah, part two of cheating. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so again, the media kind of squints their eyes a little bit more. Um, Wait they're a, little bit... a second. When it. When is this all going down? Is this like recent? This is 91. No. Started in 91, ended in 93. Okay, gotcha. Yep. yep. So uh, eventually, like you said, the psychological issues happened, and they actually split up into two factions. Yes. So, so I the, love stuff you had like this. Two men and two women on either side, and they split up because one group thought, we should just focus on the scientific research more and not be as concerned about keeping it a closed system. Uh-huh. And then the other group was like, no, we came here to be a closed system. We can't compromise that and let stuff in and out all the time. Right. Um, so so <laughs> I read in one article that uh, somebody said, I knew of one who could not eat unless he could find a place in the mess hall out of view of a person who solemnly chewed 28 times before swallowing. So he's, he's like, I'm not going to eat if I, I can't eat if I have to see that guy. <laughs> Whoa. And uh, yeah, 
And apparently that happens, <laughs> this happens a lot in like polar camps, like at the, um, in Antarctica and places like that in the space station, you get a lot of times issues like this with people who are confi- confined in a small space for a long period Man, of time. You don't appreciate diversity until you're stuck with three people that never yeah. change. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It's one of those things you don't realize what you have till it's gone yeah that kind of stuff is really interesting to me Mm -hmm. yeah and uh it was also discovered that the staff was secretly supplying the biospherians with seeds vitamins (laughs) mouse traps and other supplies two times a month without the knowledge of the media whoa and then they also installed a co2 scrubber to get rid of the co2 Uh during the two years so basically the first mission mission is just botched pretty much like Nothing that they set out to do. Like, it wasn't closed off. People had to leave and come back. Yeah. Other stuff was introduced. So it was, yeah, a lot of people considered it just a complete waste and a big failure. Uh Like, they built this multi, multi, multi multi-million dollar facility. And the people running it couldn't couldn't handle it. Couldn't make it work. Yeah. So a lot of people... We're having issues with it and thought it was just a this big waste of money and big waste of anything, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Every resource. <laughs> so a second group, they, they made it all two years, two years and 20 minutes. Okay, nice. That's a... And uh, came out in, in two factions. They walked out in, in two groups. That is just... That's just really funny to me. Yeah. Do you think... Wait... Hold on. I've got a lot of things I want to ask, yeah. and I don't know what to prioritize. Okay. Number one, did they name themselves, each faction? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Like Dauntless and... <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Kind <laughs> uh, mix together all those. You know what? I, let's say that they did. Okay, cool. Question two, I'm sure they had some sort of countdown to where they could get back to their regular lives. What made them wait an extra 20 minutes? Like, I would have been waiting <laughs> yeah, at the door yeah. with, I don't know, champagne or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe they just... I literally have no idea. No. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for answering <laughs> neither of those. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so after they, they left, or after they finished up, they, they sent a new team in, mm-hmm. uh, like half a year later. And... Some some changes were made. They sealed the concrete so none of none of it none of the oxygen would get absorbed in that anymore. Nice. And they only lasted five months. They were they were only gonna be uh I think eleven months. Okay. But they only lasted five because uh two former Biosphere two crew members, so the people who had just finished yep. last year. A couple faction members. Right. Um they were accused of sabotaging the self-contained glass and steel dome and in an attempt to flush the air for the safety of the volunteers. So five <laughs> doors were opened. Four or five doors were opened. I read two different things. Uh-huh. And then five panes of glass were broken. What? So they, they like broke the glass and saying, like, hey, you guys shouldn't be in here. This is not safe. Trying to save? Yeah. Whoa. Which is kind of crazy. And one of the one of the... It was a guy and a girl, I'm assuming, who are on the same faction. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Unless some big reuniting thing happened. They uh, but, left and were like, all right, let's just get back to unity. Let's grab dinner and the yeah. <laughs> hang out. Yeah. Um, 
So the mom of one of them said, she's a victim of mind control. The people who have all been kicked out are members of a cult. Oh, yeah. This is after uh, some of them got kicked out of the the team who was, like, continuing to, to work on this place. Uh-huh. And so some of the leadership was, like, overthrown, and it was super dramatic. And- <laughs> it sounds like they just needed some, like, good leadership. Yeah, like yeah, there's a lesson to be learned here. Yeah, people that rally everyone together. Yeah, yeah, and one issue that a lot of the biospherians were having was they felt like the the uh, the ground control was meddling too much and not letting them do things that they thought were important. Mm. And so that happens a lot too with like in space. It's hard for people to like you're not here. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. But well, then, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I, so I think there was a, <laughs> uh, a little bit of tension there. Yeah. I just think about The Martian, the book or the movie. Take your pick. They both yeah. have that tension of like, yeah. well, I'm up here and I'm just going to do whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they act, they were, I believe they were arrested, the, the two. They found <gasps> them. Oh, yeah. Because destruction of property. Yeah, <laughs> that and, makes sense. And uh, so that some people were not not excited about that. They, yeah, lots of management issues. They couldn't get their poop in a group. There was <laughs> oh, there was a restraining order too, and uh, they lost twenty five million dollars just from I don't know a variety of things. So things are going poorly. Yes, and we are now. Three years into this project. Three years in, um, a management shift, and that's pretty much the last time anyone has like closed themselves in and used it for the purpose it was used. It was created what? for. Yeah, so it was basically used for three years, um, and then sold. Somebody was going to buy it for a like a plot of land for housing and and everything, but that's. Crazy. Yeah. However, it was eventually sold. No, it was donated to the University of Arizona okay. by Ed Bass, the billionaire. So it wasn't completely wasted. No, no, no. And actually, there's some cool stuff that came as a result of that. They, so Ed, Ed Bass donated it and gave them uh, $50 million to, to kind of keep it going and oh, continue okay. its research. So... That's good though. That like even though he messed up his part of it, he still acted like honorably and helped out in the name of science. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So they, um, so, like I said, a lot of people perce- perceived it as a big waste and a big failure, but it's kind of cool because it's still that closed system. Yeah, and a lot of the areas are still still fl- flourishing, like the the coral reef in the ocean still doing well. Whoa, that's the, awesome. The, they don't have to feed the fish. It's kind of like a, a system there. And they can do all these tests. They uh, can, and it's very controlled, so you can change one variable and test. Like, what, what happens, happens if I create a drought in this area? Or what happens if I change the temperature? That's so yeah. still really, like, a really cool facility. Yeah, it is. So there's there's still doing a lot of, like, climate work today, uh-huh. which is pretty cool. And they, this is the first... Um, they were the first to demo- demonstrate ocean acidification on large scale, which is when CO2 gets absorbed into the ocean uh-huh. and makes it more acidic. Okay. So they're still they're learning thing, a lot of things and putting it to good use after 
after the big failure and like <laughs> repurposing it almost. And it, it that was kind of the one purpose at the beginning, but it was mostly created as like a test for what's going to happen if we can create this on another planet right. in space. At least they learned some things. Yeah. Like you need uh, an extreme amount of psychological testing and personality mm-hmm. matching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which they actually did. They were do- they did a lot of training at the beginning and during. And it still... But still, we're man, having issues. It's almost... I guess you would have to introduce like a military level of obedience. Yeah. Of just follow the commander no matter what. Yeah. And for yeah. that to work out. And I was reading about stuff like this, like on space space stations, people who sign up to do this type of stuff uh-huh. are so invested and passionate about this anyway that they kind of put that in front of their own feelings a lot. Gotcha. So that they're not sense. your typical person who's just like, oh, but I'll see if I can do this. But, but I want this yeah. though. <laughs> so they've got like a common goal. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, I guess you'd have to be pretty intelligent to end up in one of these situations <laughs> yeah. anyway. But th- that was also one thing is these a lot of these people, or at least some of them, were from Synergia Ranch. Mm. And uh, so n- they weren't necessarily handpicked for their their uh, education or their background or gotcha. anything. So that was another reason why a lot of people were skeptical about this whole thing. Um. That's like a... Until, until it was like passed over to like the University to the of Arizona. University. Yeah. That's like why we talked about this in college a bit. A lot of business leaders are saying that emotional intelligence is way more important than like IQ tests. Mm. Like you, it's much better to have a higher emotional intelligence than to just be really factually smart. Yeah. Yeah, is that like the equivalent of street smarts of just like being able to It's like I don't know. I forget exactly. I mean, there's some tests like IQ testing, I think that you can do. Yeah. It's it's like the idea of like how well you can handle your emotions and your ability to deal with emotions. Gotcha. Okay. So basically your ability to not form factions when something doesn't go your way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And keep a cool head. Yeah. But like make, make smart decisions. Emotional yeah. maturity, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So today you can you can go there and take tours. I don't know about this year, but at least up until COVID, you uh-huh. can. And there and there's people the uh, tour guides there still use the land and make their own coffee from the <laughs> the beans that they've grown there. That's and, awesome. That's so cool. And uh, yeah, so so that was that is Noah's Ark, the sequel. Noah's Ark, just the whole idea the of sequel. Maybe this is the new future. Maybe A sustainable, this thing. closed <laughs> off. Yeah, but we've seen clearly that maybe not, or not, <laughs> not, not yet, unless uh, <laughs> unless people can do better. <laughs> yeah. So I, couple things that I learned just researching it and thinking about it. Yep. They said it took four months to make a pizza there because you have to grow everything. You have to milk oh, the goats. That's kind of cool. And grow everything, grind it, and make it all. So I was just thinking about like standing in Walmart. If you grabbed somebody from like a couple hundred years ago and just plopped them in the middle of Walmart, like in the fruit and veggie section. How astounded they would be. Just standing there. <laughs> what is this? What is happening? That's pretty crazy. That is kind of cool. The fact that you can get 
almost anything you want in one place just for so cheap within 15 minutes yeah do you uh, that'd be that'd be really sad could you imagine spending four months on that finally making your pizza and then like burning it on accident or something (laughs) i know (laughs) chris no Why did you? It's gone. And that is enough to cause like a meltdown. I would I'm form sure. a faction if someone burned yeah. my four month grown pizza. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> okay, what else did you learn? Um, and then also, not every. I, this is going to. I mean, it's a little cheesy, but not every failure is like a complete failure. Like, there's, there's always something to learn, even if it seems like a big failure. Yeah, like the whole CI2, CI2, CO2 in the soil. Yep. That would be a big bad thing if that yeah. happened on mars yeah so so a lot of people a lot of other people say nothing like it wasn't a big failure because the goal was to learn and just like increase your knowledge about hmm. about this type of stuff so i get that kind of cool yeah. yeah worked out anyway we'll call yeah. it a success yeah i yeah Ish. i'll think about it like that and i want to visit because it looks really cool <laughs> i want to cliff jump from the uh what what's what is it above the ocean? There's the uh, savannah, oh, and there's probably like a forty foot drop into the ocean. That's so that's pretty cool. I want to do that. Yeah, that's crazy. They don't let people do that, but I want to do it. We'll see. We'll break in. <laughs> Learn me something. Field trip. <laughs> uh, you said there's a movie filmed there. Yeah, uh, I have never watched it, but it's called the Dome. Let me look it up. Uh, oh, that sounds really familiar. I'm pretty into sci-fi movies, so I feel like I saw that and was like, that sounds fun, but I don't think I ever watched it. Okay, so they make they made a documentary about it called Spaceship Earth. Okay. But then, movie filmed in... Is it Under the Dome? Atmosphere. Or Biodome? I uh, just looked up Dome, and there's a bunch of Dome movies. Biodome, maybe. 1996. I don't know. One, yeah, a movie. <laughs> Just pick one. I don't know. Yeah, I've Under never, the Dome is uh, Stephen King, so that would be okay. Maybe it was that one. That'd maybe. be spoo- spooky. Spooky. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though, to be able to get to film in there. So that is Biosphere Two. Nice. That's what I got? That's pretty good. Um, yeah, that's a. Uh, sometimes you'll do a topic, and I'll think, I might be able to beat that. But uh, this one, I think, is going to be a hard beat because that's just, <laughs> it was an interesting one. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to research. Um, okay, before I dive into my topic, which is a completely different direction, okay. why don't you take a maximum of 20 seconds and I'll time you to tell people why they should try out Skillshare and Audible. Go. Oh, okay. So uh, if you click on the links in our show notes, uh-huh. you can have access to a free trial of Skillshare or Audible. Very good, very good. Audible. Uh, you can get a free book a month, and if there's all sorts of, oh, uh, you can learn a lot and listen to stuff while you're driving, Five, or you can Skillshare, you can four, learn about cooking or three, creating, you can learn how to uh, design stuff from people one. who are really good at it. That's pretty, Shoot. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. I'm not oh, going to lie. No. Okay. Yeah, Skillshare and Audible, we've both used both of those, and uh, they're really cool, especially for learning, and this is a learning podcast, so it's applicable. So uh, we've, we've got the links in there below. Yeah. Okay, Josiah, you ready for my topic? So ready. Okay. I'm gonna t- you may have heard of this. I, I bet you probably have. 
Um, you talked about the biosphere too, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about something very similar. Cowboy Bob. <laughs> Cowboy Bob. Do you know Cowboy Bob? Kind of sounds familiar. <laughs> Cowboy I think, Bob. I just think it's a fun name. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is another story. I've been doing a lot of these, but they just they pop up and they're so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a story of mystery, crime, surprise twists, uh, and grand finales. Wait. All wrapped up into, oh, into one okay. nice little story. I think I... Yeah, continue. I'll let you know if this is what I'm thinking it is. Okay, sounds good. So we're we're in the same time period, right? We're in 1991. Okay. It's Texas. Where else would Cowboy Bob live but Texas? <laughs> Nowhere. Okay. So he's named this. I'll tell you who named him in a bit. But he's named Cowboy Bob because he wore this big cowboy hat, like this big 10-gallon hat, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. One day, uh, he's, he's about 5'10". He's got like a beer belly and he's got this graying hair and like a big, nice, manly beard. Okay. Right? And he's rocking these aviator reflective sunglasses. Okay. Okay. So there's a picture of Cowboy Bob. Oh, yes. Very cowboy. I feel like the name Bob just fits him too (laughs) for some reason. So it's 1991. One day, Cowboy Bob walks into an American federal bank. This is around, all of this happens around the Dallas, Texas area. Okay. So he walks in, steps up to the counter. The bank teller says, hey, what can I do for you today? He doesn't say a word. He has a note. He puts it on the counter, and the note says, this is a bank robbery. Give me your money. No marked bills or die packs. So you know the banks have these die packs. Uh, basically, if you try, they're radioactivated. I learned a b- little bit more. They're really cool. Yeah, about how to counterfeit money. Yeah, I learned about how to fake money. <laughs> no. So banks will do put something called die packs in their money. So in the event that someone tries to steal it, they toss some die packs in. And it looks like money, but it's fake. And so when you walk through the door of the bank, a radio signal oh. triggers this electronic response. The die explodes and stains in like bright red all of the money. So that's not usable, and the person a self-destruct button, basically. So it's yeah, it's like those tags on clothes. Yeah, exactly. Except that's pretty cool. Very extreme. Yeah, um, and that's then they also cool. that's hardcore. Banks will also do marked bills to make sure, like they're marked as a specific. Like if someone uses this bill, it was from a bank robbery. Gotcha. I didn't look at how that worked, but yeah, another interesting fact. Okay, but. Cowboy Bob thought of all this, said, none of this stuff. (laughs) Brilliant. They handed it over. He slowly and carefully goes through all the money, double checks, makes sure there's no die packs. So you can kind of feel, apparently then the die packs were a lot more rigid than a normal stack of cash. Mm, So he's like flipping through the cash stacks. Yeah, making sure. And so then he's he's like, okay, we're good to go. He nods at the teller, never says a word, uh, does a little cowboy hat gesture, you know. <laughs> Branding. Then he walks out, right? <laughs> he goes outside, gets in his old Pontiac Grand Prix car, uh, has freshly stolen plates on it so no one can track him, ah, drives stolen. off, no one sees him again. The whole process took no more than like a minute or two. Okay. Okay? Not bad. So, let's recap. Cowboy Bob walks in, mm-hmm. robs a bank, never says a word. Mm-hmm. He's completely unarmed. Mm-hmm. 
he has a hat in a way that the cameras can't pick up really much of his face. Okay. And along with the big reflective sunglasses. Okay. And the beard. And uh, he's not... I read a little bit about the psychology of people who rob, rob banks. They're typically people who need drug money. And uh, so they're usually really nervous, like they've never done it before. Shaky and they're fidgety. Yeah. And you can tell. That, Drip and sweat. Yeah, you can tell what they're about to do. Cowboy Bob had all of the poise of <laughs> someone who had a significant amount of poise. <laughs> he walked in there, never fidgeted, wasn't nervous, was calm, very patient, and robbed the bank for everything. Okay? So he goes. They, of course, call the police, and they're like, hey, this just happened. Police are like, okay, let's investigate this. Uh, we'll probably not see this guy again. We can't catch him, right? They use the security cameras, see the license plate, track the license plate to a guy who's like, what? I don't know. Like, I don't drive that car. They find out pretty fast that it's a stolen plate. Freshly stolen. <clears throat> so enter the FBI, a guy named Steve Powell. He's okay. kind of in charge of this hunt. And uh, he's looking and looking. He's the guy who names him Cowboy Bob. Okay, I was going to say, if they know his name is Bob, then that means they caught him. But we don't know yet at this no. point. So, yeah, so this is like his criminal name, you know, okay. the nickname. Oh, okay. Cowboy Bob's the nickname. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, good name. I mean, not that I think crime <laughs> is cool, but cow Cowboy Bob just, I don't know, it works. Yes. So this guy is pretty flawless in his strategy. So uh, in the... In the span of 1991 to 1992, he does five successful heists of different banks, not the same one. So he goes all around. Like the the next heist, he goes to the opposite side of Dallas um, and some of like the neighboring towns, and he hits all of these banks. And every time it's the same. He's wearing the same clothes. He walks in, never says a word, puts the note on the table. They gave him the money. Um, he's always really calm, really collected. One time they slipped some dye packs in with the money mm -hmm. and he went through and he was flipping through the money. He saw that there were some dye packs. He calmly just handed the dye packs back to the bank teller, did his little nod, his little hat gesture, mm -hmm. and then just walked out. He was always really nice, always unarmed. Hmm. Now... Wait, uh, hold on, hold on a second. Yeah, maybe you'll get to this. Hit me. Uh, don't they have like buttons that you can press? They're like silent, like a silent alarm. Uh, yes. Button? I don't. I would assume they probably had them in the nineties. Maybe. Hmm. But I mean, you have to think about all of this stuff. He's not. He's not taking hostages or take. It's not like a movie, right? He walks in and he's gone within a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. So even if they do push the button, he might very well have already taken the money and left. It's just super quick. Yeah. yeah. It's so not they're like probably he's, on the way anyway. And he's not really saying, take me to your vault. I want all the diamonds or the gold it's bars. It's just what you, you know. have. Yeah. yeah. Give me what's in the like what's in front of you. Do, that banks, kind of thing. do banks have gold bars just with them? <laughs> I would assume. I hope They've so. got to be somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of precious metal. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So he does his fifth heist, right? Mm -hmm. This is 1992 now. Um He's like, man, that went really well. Um, drives away, gets away with it, of course. Um, Steve Powell later, this might give it away. I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. He says to a porter, he was like, 
this guy was like flawless, like very professional. He said one of his quotes was something like he was like pulling at his hair because he was like, I cannot get this guy. He said, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something like, how is this rink-a-dink cowboy yeah. able to like take on the whole FBI and yeah. get away with it? Yeah. Very smart. So his fifth heist gets away perfect. So he decides, I'm going to do another one today. Okay. And that was that was the beginning of the end for right. Cowboy you Bob. You don't do two in one day. Yeah, exactly. No, even I know that. He broke his perfect system. The reason he did two in one day is because his fifth heist, he got away with. The other ones, he was taking 1000 to maybe like $4,000. Oh. Oh. So not a ton of money. Okay. So like, yeah, he's not going to the vault. He's saying, give me what's in the register in front of you. Oh, okay. So, because if you go to the vault... That gives him enough time <laughs> right. for the police, then it's hostage, right. and that's when you get yeah. into movie stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, but the fifth heist, he got away, for whatever reason, he got away with over $13,000. And so he's kind of riding this high A of like, greedy. I just got so much money. Mm-hmm. So he does his sixth heist. And uh, every heist, they check the plates. Every time it goes to someone who's like, yeah, I just had a plate stolen, and I don't drive that car. This heist, heist number six, he does it, he gets away with the money, but he forgets to change the plates back from his real ones. And so, I know, amateur mistake, Cowboy Bob. Um. So they, uh, the police say, this is probably just going to go to another stolen one, but let's run it. <clears throat> so they trace the plate to Brother Pete. <laughs> I just Pete. read my notes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. I have it. I have it written like that. They they, they trace the plates to the brother, whose name was Pete. Brother Pete. <laughs> it was Brother Pete from Texas. <laughs> brother Pete says, uh, "I." They go talk to him. And they say, "I don't. I don't own that car." But those aren't stolen plates. I gifted that car. He worked for a dealership. He says, I gifted that car to my sister. And his sister's name is Peggy Jo Tallis. I think. Yes, Pe- <laughs> my spelling was not great. Peggy Jo Tallis. So sister they're like, Peggy. okay, we think maybe we're onto something. So this Peggy girl, there, she must be some young girlfriend, like young wild girlfriend who's an accomplice to Cowboy uh, cowboy Bob. Or she's Bob in a fat suit. Bob with a fat suit. Bob with a fat suit. The sister Peggy. (laughs) So, okay, so they track this. They track Peggy. They find her. They find that she's living in this tiny little house. And they realize this is not who we thought it was. This is a middle-aged woman in her 40s who's living with her mom, and she's just like this really sweet lady, super nice, super soft-spoken. They're like, okay, we've got something wrong. Let's talk to her anyway, just to see, kind of figure out what was going on. Maybe her plates were stolen. Um, So they say, hey, do you have a boyfriend? She says, no, there's no boyfriend. Oh, she's Texas. No, there's there's no boyfriend. (laughs) My Texas accent is not great, <laughs> considering I lived there for a long time. Um, and uh, so they're like, are you sure? And she's like, "There." this is a direct quote. There isn't any man, I promise you that. There ain't no man. There isn't any man, I promise you that. That's what she said exactly like that. Darling. 
So Powell's talking to her, or maybe it wasn't Powell. Someone's talking to her, and they glance at her upper lip. As they're looking at her upper lip, there's like, something's on your upper lip. You've got a piece of fake beard they on there. They take a closer look, and there's glue <laughs> on her upper <laughs> lip. And then they look up, and they say, wait, there's a little bit of gray dye in your hair. <laughs> what big teeth you have. <laughs> and so they're like, wait a second. So they search her house, and sure enough, they find a mannequin. And on the mannequin is... <laughs> Basically, Cowboy Bob. Cowboy Bob's a mannequin. Like, no! With the tablet of Kamun Ra. (laughs) Did you just make a Night at the Museum reference? No. That was good. Yeah, I I did. I accept it. That was a good reference. (laughs) So they find a fake fake beard, and uh, they find the hat and all the man's Mm. clothes. And then under the bed, they find over fifteen thousand dollars. So like, <laughs> okay, okay, cowboy Bob. So everything comes crashing in, which is the big twist of the story: is that Cowboy Bob was in fact a woman named Peggy. And when she talked to the FBI, she said, "There isn't any man. I promise you that." <laughs> like a, and then she winked at him. It's like a secret little feminist statement, almost. Wait, so it wasn't the mom; it was the daughter. Correct. The sister the of middle-aged. the middle-aged sister of the car salesman. Yeah. So uh <laughs> just super weird. And they were never they were never able to see it because the disguise was so well done mm-hmm. and she always knew where the cameras was where the cameras were, so she could kind of aim away with her big cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. So uh this is a shocking twist for the FBI. So they arrest her. Peggy is just this sweet, sweet lady though. So she gets a lawyer, and uh, the lawyer's like, I think like, I think there's some ways we can spin this. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to tell the truth. <laughs> That's not a direct quote, by the way. That's what I'm assuming it was. And uh, so she goes to court, and she's, they're like, hey, did you do this? She's like, well, yes, I did it all. And she pled guilty to everything. Okay. So they're like, all right. The, the lawyer, I'm assuming, was like, well, nothing much. I can <laughs> well, uh, we go home early. Yeah. So basically, Peggy, she grew up like this wild soul, and she always wanted to do these crazy things. She had these big dreams. She wanted to move and live the rest of her life on a beach in Mexico, that kind of stuff. Like, just kind of a wild mm-hmm. soul. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, she dropped out of high school because there wasn't enough for her. She thought there was too much in the world that she was missing. That personality. But then her mom got sick with a degenerative bone disease. um, And so she ended up moving in with her mom to take care of her. And when she did that, kind of that wild streak left. Um, But then, you know, her mom started having all of these medical bills. And all of a sudden, she wasn't able to pay for it all. And so that's when she kind of broke. And she was like, back to her wild soul a little bit. I'm just going to dress up as a cowboy man, a cow man, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, go rob some banks. So she pleads guilty. The story's not over. Okay. She pleads guilty. Um, She goes to prison for 33 months, so just about uh, three years. Yeah. She gets out. She uh, gets a job at a marina. So she goes and works, gets an honest living. Filling up some boats. Exactly. And uh, her boss, 
who was always suspicious um, for for good reason, would always check the register at the end of the day. Yeah. And she was like, there's never any money missing. She She was just an honest woman by that point. She worked there for a long time, like multiple, multiple years. And everybody loved her. There were guys with boats who were asking her out on dates because they just thought she was so sweet. And she always just said, no, no, thank you. And uh, so, yeah, glowing reviews from everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, that brings us to 2002, okay? Okay, so this Mom, is 11 years later. 11, yes. Mom passes away in her sleep. Um, and uh, Peggy even says, you know, I'm happy that, that, I'm happy that she's not in pain anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, her friends and her family start to note that she, they can tell that she's getting restless again. Like they can just feel her personality getting more restless. Um, and that builds up for a while until 2004. And now we're entering the grand finale. She pops. 2004, she pops. She buys a Frontier RV from a guy who would go to the marina a lot. Mm -hmm. She gave him five... Uh, $5,900 and said, I'll give you 500 more later. So he says, okay, gives her this RV. And she's like, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm going to retire on a beach in Mexico, just like I'd always wanted when I was younger. By the way, she's 60 years old at this point. Okay. So she's like, she's older. And uh, so the 60 year old woman says, I'm going to retire in Mexico but I can't afford it. <laughs> so she's, she cracks her cracks her knuckles. Cracks her cowboy knuckles. Dons her beard. Raises her aviator sunglasses to her face. <laughs> slowly puts her cowboy hat back on her head and says, One last ride, cowboy <laughs> Bob. <laughs> well, shoot. Well, I'll be... <laughs> So uh, that's right. She goes, she walks in. Cowboy Bob is significantly older, but the effect is the same. Uh, Walks into the store like a legend into the bank, walks up to the front. Um, She decides, I don't know if it's because she was getting older and like she was starting to forget some of her system, but she decides to forego the note. So some of the tellers described later, they were like, uh, the head of strangely feminine voice. <laughs> like, I don't know what she was... Like, he almost sounded like a woman. Yeah, I, she almost sounded like a 60-year-old woman. <laughs> <clears throat> but she goes in. Um, she uh, she says, this is a bank robbery. Give me all your money. Um, I don't want any of that <laughs> fake die and that marked bill stuff. Just give me the money, darling. So she she takes the haul, and it was another good haul. It was another, like, $11,000. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, she's like, this is awesome. So she takes that, jumps back in her RV, which is just funny that she's doing this in an RV. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she goes... She's parked right out front. She yeah. hops in and... She goes, this is a strange part of the story. She, like, meets up with a friend, and, like, she's just showing them pictures of her family and everything. Get so she's coffee. Just, yeah. yeah. So she just robbed a bank. And now she's just doing, like, a sweet older lady typical day yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. One last time. Yeah. <clears throat> Next morning, she gets up. She says, okay, one last heist. And then I'm driving straight to Mexico. 
So she goes to the bank. She decides, you know what? It's only, it only makes sense that this last high should just be me. So she retires Cowboy Bob. She walks into the bank. Getting a little bit cocky, huh? <clears throat> yeah. Instead of the cowboy hat, she switched it out with the sun hat. Instead of the cool cowboy aviators, she switched it out with like this big set of sunglasses. Very womanly, though. Yeah. No fake beard, no fake she mustache. She switches out the mustache for some bright red lipstick. <laughs> That's right. And they call her Kissin' Kate. <laughs> Remember that? From, oh, yeah. Uh, from Holes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so she walked in. That's a funny picture that I have now. <laughs> so she walks into the bank. Heels and I think clicking, clicking and Heels clicking. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She goes Strutting. up to the counter. She says... Now, honey, this is a bank robbery. I need you to give me all your money. But you know what she doesn't say? What? what? Please no leave die. out the die packs. Please put in the die packs. <laughs> <laughs> she forgets that part. Just I, We think maybe in her old age, she was just forgetting the eff- effectiveness of her original plan. She forgets to say that, and she forgets to check. Mm. So they give her all the money. She says, well, thank you. And she walks out the door. The second she walks out the door, the sensor, it's like some electronic Ugh. camera. The rate gets a hit from the radio signal from the die pack. The die pack explodes, covering, and all the money's in a bag. Yeah. It explodes, kind of ruining the bag, yep. blowing out of the bag, gets all over Peggy. And then here's a oh, fun fact Peggy. that I learned about those die packs. Um, they're also designed to heat up to 400 degrees. No way. So that you can't just grab them and throw them away. What? Wait, how so, does that work? I don't... I gotta I, do some research. <laughs> yeah, is it, I, I've heard about these before just from watching, like, bank robbery shows and yeah, movies. Yeah, But I didn't know that. Like, that's a pretty cool wow. feature. In addition, they also start to blow red smoke. So basically, ah, she's now got a one of those party. firecrackers yeah, that yeah. blows that smoke, you know? Yeah. And uh, so she, <laughs> Peggy's terrified, naturally, as anyone would be. So she just sprints off. Okay, so she sprints into her <laughs> RV because she's driving an RV for some <laughs> reason. She jumps in. She starts driving. There's some TXU workers. Do you know what TXU is? Um, Texas University. Nope. I don't know why I don't know why you would note that. It's like a heating company. Oh, okay. <laughs> in Texas. We use them when we had an apartment. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, so they're like working on something and they see her and they say that she clearly just robbed a bank. <laughs> so they call 911. Um, they jump in their car and they're chasing the RV to keep up with her and they're talking with the police. What color is the dye? Uh bright red. Okay. So it's definitely designed to be noticeable. Yeah, I just picture her in her RV with her like her sun hat is just floppy because it's like covered in dye. <laughs> She's just dripping red. Dye. It's like the slime awards from Nickelodeon. Yeah, but <laughs> she's taking off her glasses, so she, her eyes are like clean, but everything else is red. That's what Ooh. I picture. Uh, yeah, that's a. Uh, I hope that's what it was. Um, and so then there's another family who had. This is this is a part I don't get. There's another couple who had kids in the back of their car, and they also say, that lady just robbed a bank, I think. And so they call 911, too, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. also follow her. Mm-hmm. Oh, which is... That's pretty fun. <laughs> like, it's cool, but, like, 
vigilante. If you work. had your kids in the back and you had no idea, let's go catch a criminal, kids. Yeah, <laughs> like if you had no idea how dangerous. I mean, she just robbed a bank. Yeah, you don't know how dangerous she let's is. Let's go get her. If she's got a weapon or anything, like I would, as much as I would want to, I don't think I would bring my kids. Not, to not that. good parenting advice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So we're in full pursuit mode. We've got TXU heating workers. Mm-hmm. We've got a full like family in their sedan. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got the six-year-old woman doused in red dye uh-huh. in an RV driving as fast as she can away. Oh, um, high-speed chase. Yep. Or so as the, high speed as you can go. <laughs> exactly. So the police eventually get there, and they're, they're tracking her. And uh, they hit this hill in the road. And her RV physically can't... <laughs> go the speed limit so i imagine she's going like 25 <laughs> and there's like 10 police cars just like slowly driving behind her and uh so she she bails so she turns right and turns into like the suburb subdivision uh-huh. she's driving trying to get away finally the police get in front of her cut her off she stops and so the chase part of this story is over mm. now the police mind you they don't know that this is Cowboy Bob. I mean, keep in mind, this is 10 years after the last Cowboy oh. Bob. Um, so the guy who was in the FBI wasn't even there. So if he had still been there, he might have said, wait, feminine voice, fake, fake mustache, this is Peggy. But he wasn't there. So, they had, so there's police lined all the way around, just like a movie scene. They've got their guns pointed. They're saying, come out slowly. You just robbed a bank. They have no idea... What the situation is, how many people are in that RV, mm-hmm. if they're armed, any of that. <clears throat> now, Peggy, she gets up from her seat. She walks to the back of the RV. She closes the little blue curtains in all the windows so they can't see in. And uh, she sits down and smokes a cigarette. As you do. Yeah. Or I can't remember if it was a cigarette or like a cigar, but she's just sitting there. And so it's multiple minutes go by and the, needs to calm down a little bit exactly yeah and the and she's trying to make some decisions okay and the police <laughs> all have their think. guns pointed at the door and they're saying Oof. come out and she's just you know chilling yeah still doused in red dye <laughs> red footprints leading up to the the driver's seat yeah and uh so then eventually let's say five minutes pass i don't know I, all i heard all I read was that multiple minutes go mm-hmm. by. We'll mm-hmm. say five minutes pass. Mm-hmm. She enjoyed her, her kind of her last moments of mm-hmm. this experience. Mm-hmm. She calls out, you're going to have to kill me. Oh, my goodness. And the police, of course, are saying, ma'am, don't do this. Like, it doesn't have to be like this. Just come out. And she answers, you mean to tell me if I come out here with a gun and point it at y'all, you're not going to shoot me? And uh, the police say, don't do this. Please do not do that. Just come out. We can talk about this. We can figure it out. They're in like negotiation mode, you know? Mm-hmm. So Peggy grabs a gun. And she, she was armed, yeah. Yep. She opens the door. She steps out. <clears throat> and they're all looking at her. The gun's pointed up. And she just slowly lowers the gun. Mm. And is immediately shot four times oh by my. police. And it's said that she drops out of the RV immediately. She has time to remove her hat and take her sunglasses off and just kind of look up at the sky. One article I read was like super poetic about it. It was like the birds were chirping. It was a slow, pleasant morning. <laughs> like, yeah. 
And then Peggy, a.k.a. Cowboy Bob, died. Wow. And the interesting thing is they... Oh, uh, so the FBI, or I, I think it was SWAT, actually. Um, they do smoke bombs in the RV because they still don't know who it is. Oh, okay. So they're like, who else is in there? So they like still raid the RV. So after all that commotion fades, they're able to kind of investigate and check things out. They uh, they walk up to Peggy, and she's holding a toy gun. Oh no! And they go into the RV, and there's a loaded three fifty seven Magnum sitting on the counter. But she decided to take the toy gun. So even in the moment where she knew she was going to have a face-off with the police, she didn't want anybody to get hurt. So she took her fake gun out there for whatever reason. That's crazy. And just... it's Yeah, she, it's almost like she wanted to die. Yeah, I think she kind of... I think that was her... Th- like, I think she knew she was going to get shot. And she knew that, like, this... I'm going. This is it for me. Yeah, but, like, why would you... Even grab the toy gun. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't know. But it, it was a that's pretty wild. A neat, weird part of the story that she had a fully loaded, ready to fire gun sitting in her RV, but yeah. she took the toy one out to face yeah. the police. Yeah, she just she so they looking, were never in any danger from her. She was her. just a robber, not a not violent or anything. Exactly. And uh, so that's pretty much the tragic end of the story of Cowboy wow. Bob. They even. Uh, they said, like the FBI that had investigated back in the day mm-hmm. and the the current uh, heists, even said like they like they kind of admired her. She never was armed. She never put anybody in danger. She was never even rude. Like she always hmm. handed notes or spoke politely. And uh, that was uh, Cowboy Bob's great adventure. And they called Powell. Mm-hmm. Or Powell, however you say it, the mm-hmm. FBI that yeah. invest that yeah. caught her back in the day. Yeah, and uh, he said uh, his direct quote was, "Say it ain't so," because he even though he caught so. it, he was like he liked her. He liked her, yeah, because she was always nice and like a weirdly worthy adversary to the FBI. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so he was like, I guess the whole FBI team was a little bit sad to hear. They called huh. him and they said, "We just killed Peggy." And he said, say it ain't so. That's very sad. So there you go. That is the story of the 60-year-old bank robber who uh, who dressed up and flawlessly committed many heists and uh, went up against the FBI as a worthy adversary. What, I kind of hope... I was wondering if she like used her hair and like put it... Tied it around her chin to make her, <laughs> no, I think make her own beard. They, she had an actual fake beard, on. but yeah. that would be yeah <laughs> pretty funny. Also, I feel like very catchable. Like a bank teller would be like, <laughs> "Ma'am, you you clearly <laughs> just tied your hair around your chin." <laughs> wow, Cowboy Bob, Cowboy Bob. Um, this uh, we don't usually do crime because it's very popularly covered in the podcast yeah, world it's kind of we- weirdly popular weirdly. like that's the big thing in podcasts yeah that's kind of interesting but this story was just too intriguing yeah. and it was less a story about the crime and more just a story about how unique this lady yeah. was yeah um but if you want more information i think criminal that's the popular podcast about crime right i don't know okay i think so um, the podcast Criminal, I think they recently 
maybe not recently, but they did an episode covering this. Okay. And uh, obviously they went into a lot more detail with a lot of stuff. So if you're looking for more about this story, you can check out their podcast too. Hmm. Um, but yeah, there you go. That There's, was that was a wild ride. It was like lots of twists. Yeah. A pretty dramatic and exciting end. Like uh, this was yeah. totally movie worthy if yeah. someone wanted to pick it up. Yeah. 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 Hmm. There you go. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. The the beginnings of Cowboy Bob happened during Biosphere 2. Yeah, exactly. All at the same like as as people were climbing into a closed off little like self-sustaining world, she or he was robbing a bank. Cowboy Bob's out making an, a fake name for herself. Yeah, that's funny that we picked two stories from the same year. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, um, before we finish up, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a pitch why people should vote for me, and then you can do the same afterwards. Yep. So uh, I think you should vote for my topic because. Um, there's a lot to be learned from our failures. Mm. Uh, as we can see in Biosphere 2, it didn't work out as planned, but people still learned a lot through the failure. <laughs> this is a deep one. No, that, that's how I try and, and do it. Um, <laughs> so it's a good story about learning from your failures. <clears throat> good, good, good. Okay, I'll, I guess I can try to go that route too. Of, you don't have to. Of deep, inspirational. I mean, I'm going to win no matter what, so how it doesn't matter I what you say. This? Oh, oh, okay. How about this? Um, this is a story that just proves that image isn't everything. And, um, you know, people saw this sweet middle-aged lady and just thought all she has to give to the world is a careta- caretaker of her mom. Um, but she decided she wanted more. So whoever you are listening, wherever you are and whatever you want, you can find a way to get it. Even if the world doesn't think you will. How how is that? What do you think, Mallory? (laughs) (laughs) Thumbs up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We've got a live audience. We never mentioned that. Yeah, that's true. First first audience member. Just sitting in the kind of rocking chair over there (laughs) staring at us. Getting cozy. Okay. um, Yeah, so you can go vote for whichever topic you think was best. Yep. Um, and so you can vote for me and then, uh, <laughs> or me, or me, or me. So you can go to our social media at Instagram, Reddit, or Twitter. Um, and that's all at learn podcast. Yes. Or you can click on the direct link in the show notes below. Uh-huh. If your podcast app lets you do that. Some and of them the, don't. And I hate that. Yeah. It's bothersome. <laughs> but our social media, uh, a lot of times we'll add, you know, extra details or pictures of the events. So if you want the full learn me something experience and the ability to really, vote and join our little fun community uh you're definitely going to want to check us out at learn podcast join the commune and uh i know we pitched this earlier but while you're thinking about us whenever you get to work or the gym or yeah you know done with your workout wherever you're listening to our episode go buy yourself a sticker or a pigeon hoodie whatever you want yeah yeah. got options (laughs) and i'll be making some more and uploading those Sometime in the near future as well. Um, Josiah, tell them what the punishment for losing this episode is. Uh, It's the the pie one, right? Yeah, yeah, we're we're going with pie. Okay, so so the loser for this episode... Okay, we we talked about a couple things. So the loser has to make, to bake a pie and give it to the winner. Yes? Is that Uh, what we said? Oh, wait, no, it's not the pie one. I forgot. 
Okay, the pie one's good, but we're going to save that for another day. Um, the punishment we're doing, we, we talk about a lot of these before we start recording. Yeah. Here's the official punishment. The loser... Oh, no, 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 sorry. The winner gets... Oh, yeah, yeah. Three coupons um, to make the loser their Uber Eats driver for free. So at any point, let's say I win because I want to. Mm -hmm. At any point, if I say, man, I would love Subway or Mod Pizza, I could text Josiah up to three times over the next year and say, hey, you're my Uber Eats guy. Go grab this for me and bring it. So, yeah, you still have to pay for it, but they the loser still has to go drive and bring it to you. Yep, anytime. It's more a convenience for the winner than a punishment for the loser. Well, I think it's pretty bad. <laughs> like, just yeah, take time out of your day to, <laughs> to bring someone food. Yeah. And I guess if you're, like, if you're in the middle of a workout, or if you're, like, at work or something, like, things gotta, could get... I'd have to say, hey... This is weird, but I have to go take Josiah food really fast. I got to take lunch right now. I'll make the hours up later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. That's that's kind of frustrating. Okay, it's, vote it's, for me. <laughs> it's, it's both a punishment and a, a nice a reward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for the winner. Cool. Um, anything else? If you haven't left us a review, check try, try to do that for us. Yep. We like that. Yeah. Figure it figure it out. Yep. It's very complicated. It involves lots of programming yeah and but yeah take your time take a couple hours out try and figure it out and then you can give us a five-star review exactly and uh you know every life is about doing good things for people and if it means you have to take 20 seconds to write a review that would just make us really happy i would say that's worthwhile so uh <laughs> there you go. That's my that's my twist on something we've tried to get people to do every single episode. <laughs> people are going to be like, "Now I don't want to." <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be mean to them. <laughs> One star. Okay, I think that's all I got. Yeah, let's wrap this puppy up. Okay. Uh play us out, Larry.